welcome the creators of Relevant Magazine. This is the Relevant Podcast. It's the week of October 30th, 2015. It's the Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang. This week's show is brought to you by Bright Peak Financial. Bright Peak Financial empowers young Christian families to become stronger financially so they can live with generosity and make a difference in the world. They created the Simple Living Challenge, a 14-day free program to help you cut down on life's clutter, creating more balance, freedom, and joy in your life. Each day of the challenge, you will receive tips and activities delivered to your inbox. Visit brightpeakfinancial.com slash simple living, no hyphen this week. Don't even mess around. um, To take the 14-day simple living challenge from Bright Peak Financial and receive two weeks of practical daily activities that can help you discover what you really need, like a donate box where you can place one item a day. Uh, what do you mean? Oh, like uh, just give like some... If, yeah, if your kid outgrew a toy, go donate it to somebody else. Get that clutter out of your life. Oh, that's good. Yeah. It's simple, easy, and can put you on the path to a more intentional, simpler life. Brightpeakfinancial.com slash simple living. Like I said, I'm your host, Cameron. Uh, here with me in our Orlando studios, Eddie Big Cat Coffles. Fantastic. It's nice to see you, nice buddy. Nice to see you, yeah, too. Yeah, man. Over there on the ones and twos, our illustrious producer, Jeremiah Dunlap. Great to be here. On the Skype line oh. from Loverland, Virginia... Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. And all the way from Portland, Oregon, uh, Joy Egrich is back. Present. Breath uh, of fresh air in Portland. No, so happy you know. to see you. Uh, we're in the middle of the, the World Series at this point and uh, looking at the screen. I know this is an audio medium, so let me paint a picture for you of what I see in Loverland. It's, uh, there's a baseball cap. There and is. Like, and some sort of massively thick playoff beard. Like that pitcher who got famous for his beard? Ryan Wilson. Wade Boggs? Yeah, for the Giants. Oh, wait, Wade. Not Wade Boggs. That guy for the Giants. That one. Jose that's, Canseco? That's what Jesse looks like right now, <laughs> is that guy. You do. The, the irony is the team that I'm wearing for the hat the hat for and the team that I cheer for during the year is not even in the World Series and didn't even make the playoffs. It's but just more of a I protest. I did decide to grow the playoff beard anyway. <laughs> so who are you going for? I mean, how do you, how do, you do this? Well, the Mets are a division rival of the Nationals, so I'm going to have to go with the Royals here. See, now that's oh. interesting because, you know, like in college football, ultimately, I'll just go for an SEC team if they make it all the way. Yeah, Even if it's like, ugh, Alabama. I'm kind of, but, but I'm kind of with Jesse on that. I can't. I can't pull I for a rival. It's like some people going, oh, aren't you happy Florida State won the championship? They're from Florida. And no. I'm like, are you kidding yeah. me? Well, I don't care about the, the, the state. I care about the, like, they're ACC, so what do I care about that? Right, but I would like I want the SEC to stay strong. Uh, I don't want okay. the division. I don't know, but it's still really hard. It feels yeah, weird. but it's hard. It's hard to cheer for someone you've hated all year. Right? And yeah. all of a sudden, be yeah. like, well, I guess they're better than some rando team. You know I'd what? Rather, Alabama is the worst. I'd Let's just go with that. Rando team than Alabama any year. <laughs> Thank you. And that's where rando. I am with the Mets here. You know what? I, you guys got me. I'm going to change over. We're Joy, changing lives here. Joy, what do you think about Yeah, the what playoffs? are your sports thoughts? <laughs> no, I do have a lot of sports thoughts. I grew up in East Lansing, Michigan, yes. where Michigan okay. State University is. So I understand that. Like People will be like, oh, Michigan made it really far in something. And I'll be like, 
I I want to spit on anyone that wears yellow and blue. So and, that's and, how and I feel about you went that. To, you went to Westmont College, the f- home of the Fighting Bulldogs. No, 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 no. We're Westmont Warriors. That's what we are. Westmont oh. Warriors. Ah, no football team whatsoever. We had the, rugby. Alliteration. I, I get it. All the Christian schools are like warriors and crusaders and like slaughtering the Muslims. Well, yeah, why are they always violent mascots? Yeah. Or, or they're pilgrims. Oh, that's, oh yeah. That Wait, was what, my what? brother's Christian. My brother's Christian high school, they were the Lansing Christian Pilgrims. Well, there's a couple of, like, friars. There's the Demon Deacons. There's the Blue Devils no. from Christian schools. Well, the the Newport mean, New Earth Creationists. Well, they started as Christian schools. When those mascots were ado- uh, adopted, they were still, like, You know, that, see, basically. that's a slippery downfall for a Christian school. You, you become a Demon Deacon. Uh, so now you're a secular yeah, institution. Yeah. Okay. You start start off as as like a, a historic seminary, and look at you now. Now you're some <laughs> prestigious major college. Good job, demon deacons. <laughs> yeah. Asbury, where I went, they didn't have anything, and I tried pretty hard. I made like a pretty strong push to try to get. The, a, I thought they were the Asbury Blackberries. I thought they were. <laughs> that, just the Asbury's. Yeah. The Asbury's. <laughs> and they have a big, like, uh, uh, the mascot is a guy with a bunch of uh, a purple balloons taped to his body, like a little bunch of grapes running around at the games. Now, just to be clear before I get feedback on this, the college has a mascot. They were like oh, the, really? something, but we weren't the college. The seminary is a totally different entity. So uh, the college is like the Asbury running rebels, and the, the seminary is just the Asbury's. The Asbury Asbury's. Yeah. <laughs> I think we got it. I think it's, I, I think it's so done. So wait, let me get this straight, Eddie. The mascot for Asbury was just Asbury students. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Asbury College was like the Hawks. And for the seminary, it was just, you know, us. Eddie holding a Bible. I, I, I hate to be a self-promoter here, but we did on the website last March for March Madness rank oh, uh, that's right. NCAA religious mascots. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's right. right. You're an expert. Uh, uh, so the Fighting Quakers. Of who? Oh. Where's that? Uh, uh, those are Wilmington College, the okay. Fighting Quakers. Sure. <laughs> so Quakers are a religious religious order are pacifists right yeah they're pacifists who would sit in a room right so long to feel the presence of god and hear from god right that they would that they would quake that they would quake because god's right. presence was so thick in the room right and they're pacifists right so the fighting quakers it is basically uh, it is basically a synonym for the passive aggression like that's what we are. The We're Wilmington passive, aggressive. passive aggressives, <laughs> right? That's yeah. exactly what everybody they are. that's on the bench is just slowly like moving and shaking around. Yeah, <laughs> and then the ones out on the court, the starting five, they're the fighters. They're, yeah, yeah, yeah. They've uh, already been quaking for a while. Yeah. Uh, okay, there's the. Uh, I'll I'll breeze through some of the more uh, some of the other ones. The Saints, the Demon Deacons, the Friars. The final two are the Maccabees. <laughs> no. And nice. finally, and this is the number one. Even better than fighting Quakers, I just love the imagery. The hustling Quakers with no <laughs> oh, G on wow. hustling. No. <laughs> What's the school? Where is that? Earlham College. I don't even know anything about Earlham College, but I think everyone should go there. Like <laughs> Earl, Earlham hustling Quakers. <laughs> well, well, do you know why? Do you know why it's number one? Because the G. Yeah, because the G, because they're not hustling on the court. They're yeah. hustlers. Every day I'm hustling, hustling. If they were just right. the hustling Quakers, like that 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 has like an athletic connotation. Like you're diving out of bounds for the balls. But no, they're hustling. Yeah. Yeah. They're 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 slinging stuff on the side. Right. You yeah. might not be able to trust these Quakers. Yeah. Right. L- little shifty Quakers. Right. Before they come into the game, they're selling their autograph. They're like yeah. selling all the stuff that they were given right. as a team right. on the side. Like right. they got they got a lot going hey, on. They're hustling. They're hustling. They got a you know They you already know. They already hey, know. You need anything yeah. at all? They can hook it up. 
They yeah. can hook you up. No hey, problem. Uh, hey, you want us? To, you want us to throw this game? Because I'll be <laughs> hustling this game. We have I'm a great, hustling Quaker. We have a great show in store for you today. Uh, coming up later, we talk to author and pastor Craig Groeschel. Oh, cool! About his new book, uh, which is about following Christ in a selfie-driven world. Seems is like that, a good idea. Is that a little conviction huh. there, Eddie? No, uh, do I? I just want to take a picture with him now. Now I just want <laughs> I the think, joke. I, I want think, me and him in the book in a picture as a I selfie. We should take a picture of ourselves while we're interviewing him. <laughs> I love this idea. That. Yeah, um, and then we're also uh, our editorial team is going to join us. We're going to give you an inside look at the new issue of Relevant, which is coming out uh, this week. So it's going to be a good show. Uh, Joy, you look very put together. Have you been up and or doing things like, uh, have you been in the kitchen all morning? Here, let me translate that. Joy, you look less tired than you normally do on the show. I know. I know. I'm so paranoid now because a couple weeks ago we filmed later or filmed, recorded later in the day. And at the end, everyone was like, hey, Joy, you actually, you really... You seem you did better. You look like rusted. you're more awake. <laughs> I can't imagine doing this show at eight AM your time or whatever time it is. I I'm just barely awake enough to do it in the afternoon. I slapped myself forty five times across the face to wake myself up. But yeah, no, I'm you know, Cameron, I'm getting married, so I just uh, I'm pretty domestic now because that's yeah. where the woman should be sure. in the kitchen. Mm, yeah. Um Matt and I both we actually love to cook, but he hates to grocery shop and I love grocery shopping Interesting. i love just like wandering up and down the aisles and like oh. zoning out squeezing and just, melons that's my nightmare sniffing beats what that is could oh, you have picked two stranger <laughs> things for you just I don't, don't grocery shop, shop man i don't <laughs> know clearly because for cameron the way you shop is you're just squeezing melons and smelling beets cameron stands next to the melons for far too long cameron touches every one of them <laughs> yeah. yeah and sorts nope. them nope nope <laughs> perfect that is perfect mm-hmm. last time cameron went to the grocery store he damaged more than 800 dollars worth of food that he didn't end up buying <laughs> so you like shopping but your gentleman call does no, not. He, he hates it. So I'm like, oh, that's great. So I've done the last two rounds of grocery shopping and then I divvy everything up because you really do save money when you're buying for two. But my friend Stephanie was going to Costco the other day and I hadn't been in years. So I went to the Mecca of grocery shopping. And so I like walked down the like meat aisle, which is just Eddie, I know it's your nightmare. Yeah. When Eddie walks down that aisle, he hears the screams of the animals. I just coming from the freezer. I do. My my daughters are just weeping. They don't even know what this is. <laughs> it's like the haunting sounds of of the why? animal souls. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Where are their parents? I know. So and truly, it started. I love summer sausage so much. It started when I was a little kid. I grew up in the Midwest, <laughs> Michigan, as we know. I, I love summer sausage so much. <laughs> What's the difference between summer sausage and regular? Regular sausage and it does it only come out during the summer is it a seasonal no meat? you always it- get summer sausage in christmas baskets i don't know why i don't get i don't know i don't understand the nuances but the reason i think there's such a nostalgia for me is because i was a pastor's daughter and we couldn't afford the nice meats um but at christmas time everyone would give us these amazing God like baskets us, and, everyone. Like, like like the hickory farms uh yes. deli select yeah i thought we were I hated like the hickory farm store at the mall it stunk when you walked by it the hickory farms at the mall the hickory farms store How at the mall in the in world the 80s? hold on can we just talk about hickory farms for a second i've been yeah. dying to talk about this for <laughs> 20 years how do you have a place that has no refrigeration in it that sells thank food you. thank you can i go to a kiosk in the mall and buy 
non-refrigerated meat, please. It's right beside the massage booth. And cheese. <laughs> it's all messed up. The Hickory Farms, as I remember it, the yeah. little store in the mall in the late 80s, yeah. uh, you'd walk by and it smelled pungent. Oh, it's And there pungent. was a couple little bistro tables at the front of the store. Like People oh. like bought their non-refrigerated oh. meat. Cheese, just like you're in Italy. And you're in you the mall, but you're in Italy. In the mall store and eat it. It's like, move this thing to the food court. What is going on here? That is so messed up, man. Can, I can, know. We, can we make three rules for what should not be in the middle of the mall at a kiosk? <laughs> One. Yes. One, non-refrigerated meats and dairy products. Correct. Two, yeah. random massage chairs. <laughs> right. Three, eye tweezing station. Absolutely. <laughs> like, why are they in the middle of the mall? You can't get like a, 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 a storefront for that behind a closed door. I'm walking through here and you're tweezing eyebrow hairs and just letting them float off into the ether. Body, people's bodies. People are eating meat right here. People's bodies being <laughs> messed with. I just, it's like messed up. Like, you're, even, you're telling me that the health department is comfortable with this arrangement. Even <laughs> ear piercing. I mean, there's like blood right there in the middle of the mall. Like, it should just, everything it has to do with a body or meat and cheese should have to go in a standalone thing. I don't know how many bloody ear piercing events you're going to. Every single one of them. I'm just saying, is there like a loophole in in health code violations that malls don't count that it's just a free-for-all that do whatever you want, including storing meat products and and throwing hairs into the wind? It it makes no sense. You might as well have a toenail clipping station right (laughs) now. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Bloodletting. I think a toenail clipping station is called pedicures. I think they have those in it's malls. True, they do. Yeah. Okay, but seriously, I, I get your point. I get your point about the non-refrigerated, but you can't like talk to nine-year-old Joy. I don't care at all. All I know is for the first time in my oh. life, I'm tasting this goodness. And one time, someone gave us venison summer sausage or winter sausage or whatever you want. So it was like they shot a deer. Sorry, Eddie. And then they made this. <laughs> and I was like, I have never tasted something so good. So anyways, I try to not buy it so much, but I like, it is, it like brings back some fond memory for me. So I'm going through the Costco line and I see they have for like $9, you can get three large, different flavors of summer sausages. Oh, and I, you I got it. so jo- Joy, gross. can I ask you a quick question? <laughs> Did this ever happen when you were a kid and you're eating the summer sausage? You're like... What is that in my mouth? Oh, just the eyebrow hair. <laughs> this, this was a mall. This one came from the mall. When's, when's dad getting home? When's dad come home? Where's the venison? So, I want more sausage. Uh, I am so hungry. It's Christmas time. So, <laughs> but, but because, but since I buy in bulk now, and but it's still only for two of us, I have been putting little chunks of summer sausage into everything. I oh, had it this morning with a Friday on it. I, I cannot handle Wait, into that. everything. Like, so you're doing a protein oh, Shake, summer sausage in there. Summer sausage. Oh, you are no, the grossest person. I know, I, I know. But anyways, I made this really great homemade mac and cheese for Matt, and I he had to work late, and I took it to his office, and I was so excited because look, I'm so such a good wifey to be, and we and he I like open it up, and he like takes a bite, and he's like, so did you like see all those articles all over the internet about how like processed meat and bacon's killing us? Tonight. <laughs> nope, I haven't tweeted about it. I haven't brought it up. I'm not going to be that smug vegan. She's uh, she, she's prepared to say till death do us part, though. So, well, you know, won't, like, be, won't be that long. Be in two years. <laughs> I do think that is so funny that your gentleman caller all of a sudden has just like everything he eats now has got just a little back note of summer sausage like did you sneak a little bit in in this one yep it's my famous scramby eggs and summer sausage enjoy i like, I like eddie's like, i like eddie's scenario joy where every literally everything is like what did you just out of curiosity is this cocktail garnished with 
summer sausage. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, I did. I just used it right around the rim just to kind of give it a little flavor, like a note on the palate as Matt, you're drinking. we're working our way through 19 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> I also like the idea that... It goes bad. Oh, wait, it's never going to go bad? <laughs> I also really, I think of all of this, my other favorite part that I just, we had to get through, but that is that sweet joy is just upstairs eating the Venice and <laughs> summer sausage that her dad brings home. She's just so pumped up about this time of year. Once a year. Just, she has a little advent calendar calendar and every day she opens it up and there's just like a little cracker with another piece of summer sausage a little, on it. A little smoky. Oh, little smoky. Little, little, little smoky. Growing up when, when someone came in or were, were your parents like, uh, did someone just open a big bag of beef jerky? You're like, no, I just hung the new advent calendar. <laughs> <laughs> Joy to the world. Sausage is here. I love my dad and love my mom and I love it. and sausage and I love all Christmas time. <laughs> That's you. <laughs> <laughs> That's just you, you hanging it. up. You nailed it. I'm not even kidding. That is you no. just hanging up little thick garlands around the house of Pepper's I used Farm. To eat, I used to eat the cold hot dogs with cheese in them out of the sleeve. Oh, oh, no. oh my gosh. Oh, no. How are you making it? How are you? How did you make you, it out of You've seen pictures. I mean, there, was, there was a talk that my mother had to have with me about my hot dog intake. Oh, <laughs> sweet little joy. Oh. Hey, um, just as a side note, can Jeremiah, can you and I set aside an hour for you and I to do a Christmas album of uh, joy? Just all joy, <laughs> joy Christmas songs. Joy voice. Which will be released on Christmas Eve. Yeah. yeah. All yes. joy's Christmas. Simply joy. It'll be packaged with a specialty pack of summer sausages. Yes, <laughs> yes. Oh, <laughs> holy night. I love little smoky. Yeah. <laughs> you can come. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll have a kiosk set up in the mall to buy these the night before Christmas. <laughs> Last minute gifts right by the eyebrows and toenails. It'll Five be- pieces of venison. Four more pieces of venison. Three more venison sausages. <laughs> It'll be available exclusively at the kiosk at the Fashion Square Mall in Orlando, Florida. For one night only. Oh, man. That's good. All right. Well. Well, it's time. Move the show along. It's time for our segment looking back at the week of what's happened in culture and entertainment. It's time for. In case you missed it, summer <laughs> sausages. Perfect. Here's what I missed: sausages being brought home by my dad. Well, it's a big oh. week. Oh no! <laughs> We're keeping it. That's oh, it. No, that's it. Man. <laughs> it's a big week in uh, in music news. Uh, out of nowhere, last week, uh, a new song from Adele appeared. Hey, I haven't listened to it because I knew you'd play it. I'm really excited. Let's it, do it. It, is, it is really good. So here's what's significant about Adele is obviously she just cleaned up back in, you know, 2012, I guess. Yeah. And, and really honestly struggled with the success she found and talked about never singing again because like would it be better to leave on a high note you don't want to like like mm, kind literally. of like it, honestly like she, she just like we thought we would never hear another Adele song but then Sia just released an album a week or two ago of all these songs that she had written or co-written with other significant artists oh. and those artists rejected them mm. so Sia took them back and made an album of all those songs oh, wild. and as she was talking about that on Apple Music um, uh, one of the songs that her first single actually was a song she wrote for Adele oh. and Adele had rejected it and I started thinking what is yeah. that wait whoa, whoa, whoa. does that mean Adele's in the studio yeah because I mean, yeah. we weren't hearing anything yeah and then all of a sudden boom this song comes out it's called Hello and it's uh, phenomenal it has everybody talking here's oh, here's a clip of uh, Hello Hello 
Man, that voice has power. Gosh. Yeah. Only her voice could overpower a sweeping, like, instrumentation arrangement underneath it. Like, she is incredible. Man. Yeah. Guys, I have some sad news to report. Oh, no. uh, the next season of the Discovery Channel's long-running show about blowing stuff up, oh. crashing vehicles, and inflicting types of damage on dummies will be the... Will be, uh, it's last. After 14 seasons, Mythbusters is coming to an end. Boy. Wow. That is a staple ad show. Yeah. They covered all the myths. The good news is that Adam and Jamie appear to have big plans for the final episodes. They're going out on a high note, yeah. so to speak. Interesting. Adam actually told Entertainment Weekly, quote, it was my greatest fear that Mythbusters would just stop and we wouldn't be able to do proper final episodes. So whether it's myths about human behavior or car stories or explosion stories, we tried to find some of the most awesome examples of each category and build on our past history. So, with much anticipation. Wow. I like the idea of going out properly. Yeah. yeah. You know, take I, the, taking it up a notch. They always, yeah. they were like, right, they knew how they'd end, and it's going to have a good, solid ending. It's not going to be just like some silly myth. They're going to they're gonna do it. Yeah. I always thought that would be a fun show to work on, right? Because yeah. I don't know how much of it is like produced, and other people actually do this stuff for them. At the end of the day, they're still pushing a button behind like <laughs> some sort of barrier that blows a thing up. That is really well, fun. You know, the most interesting part of this interview is... Is they kind of got into in detail about how they don't like each other, how they're not friends, and probably won't have a relationship as soon as the show's off the air. Mm, sounds like Which someone is else I know. Crazy, <laughs> you know. It is weird that you could do a show that's basically two people for more than a decade, and, and you know they said that they've never sat down and had dinner together, which is insane to me. Yeah, Jamie said in the same interview, "quote uh, We like to point out that we've known each other for twenty five years." And have never once sat down to have dinner alone together. Isn't that messed <laughs> up? He said, he said, we sort of managed to tolerate each other. I think it's probably just safe to say that continuing our on-screen relationship in front of the camera is probably not happening. Oh, yeah. so they won't work together in the future after Friendship this. myth? Busted. Oh, yeah, wow. really? <laughs> Golly. Yeah. Why wouldn't they hang out? I don't really actually care, I wonder, I like, if oh. they're... Well, none of us hang out. Yeah, that's true. Especially this Jesse. <laughs> this is all an act. It's almost like I live in a different state. That's that's the depth of our detachment. My name is actually Joyce, and I haven't had the heart to tell any of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Joyce. No, but Mythbusters remains the best way to kill an entire Saturday afternoon. Like, you can watch a five-hour block and it's a blur. Time yeah. stops. Um, on the other end of the spectrum, I have good news for yeah. everyone out there who's ever wanted to ride Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> what? I don't understand Great. that. I'll just let him say the news. Okay. Team, we're going to have our very own ride at Universal Orlando Resort. Now, this is seriously, this is real. It's called Race Through New York starring Jimmy Fallon. That's yeah. what we're going <laughs> to I mean, this is real deal. Oh, it's scary, it's fun, it's exciting. Do you know the Harry Potter rides and all yeah. that stuff? It's like that. Except instead of Harry Potter, it's, yeah. it's me. Right. <laughs> it's New York City. Oh, there you go. But it's insane. The technology is 3D. It's like unmoving things. It might even be 4D. Does that count as a dimension, the other little things they have in there? It might be 4D, but we're... 4D. I think legally we have to say 3D, but it might, it might be four or five. It might jump into a different might be dimension. 60. There might be like, yeah, it depends how many D dimensions. It might, you can get, if you really do it right, you can get up to like 8D. 8D. <laughs> <laughs> so 8D. Wow. Uh, 8D Jimmy. Jimmy yep. Fallon. Can I just say this? I am more excited. If you could say you can go on the Hogwarts ride or you can go on the Jimmy Fallon ride, I would choose the Jimmy Fallon Absolutely. ride. Absolutely. Oh, me too. Yeah. I've been on the Hogwarts ride. It makes me almost completely throw up. All of those kinds of rides, too. So I'm really looking yeah, forward I, to... If you think think about like this, this 
Spider-Man ride, or even actually he was not kidding, the uh, Harry Potter ride, and, and you're kind of trying to navigate the city streets, and you're running, you're chasing, whatever, and like, mm-hmm. Jimmy's probably, you're probably chasing after Jimmy, like, right. you know, whatever, it probably is a lot like those rides, yeah. which are very 8D. Yeah. You know, hey, it's gonna be really fun. Yeah, I, I can't wait. Yeah. It'll be good. Can you think of any other late night show host that this would work with? Uh, I, like, honestly, it, it would no, be yeah, yeah, yeah. laughable. Uh, yeah, to, yeah, yeah. To, Racetrack with Jay Leno. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. It would be yeah. perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you, you, you strap in your like denim shirt. Have yeah. you guys seen the way the Waze app? Yeah, I'm sure you had it yeah. ten years ago. Everybody. Well, it's. I, when I got it, it was like Stephen Colbert's voice, and I was like, "This is great." But then there was like an expiration on Stephen Colbert, and then it got to be Jay Leno, and it is <sighs> so annoying. Oh, so that's like, terrible! Cop, right ahead, nice donut, and like, oh, but like man. continually, and I can't shut it off. Yeah. Did you hear about this one? Do you hear about this one? There's a car broke down three miles <laughs> up. <laughs> I, can't remember, I don't know if you heard about this. There's a car broken down on the exit. There's a detour. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. What hear about this kevin <laughs> yeah it wouldn't work with leno but the 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 jimmy fat like jimmy fallon is such like an interesting charismatic dude that he's the only tv personality that i could possibly think of that would translate into an amusement park ride that doesn't sound like a parody or like an onion headline i, I also think it's gonna be rad because i mean jimmy's probably gonna come back down do a show do something i bet it'll yeah, come back down true absolutely get to see jimmy again more tickets yeah yeah i love jimmy fallon all right we have uh, was a good in case you missed it. There's more. I missed it all. <laughs> uh, what you else did I miss? This. Uh, what would it be like to literally live as biblically as possible for an entire year? There have been some books written I'll about tell this. You. you guys can come watch me. Oh. Here we go. There the it premise is, will soon be explored in a TV comedy show uh, from the <laughs> uh, production company founded by the Big Bang Theory's uh, Johnny Galecki. Uh, the guy who plays Leonard. Uh, the show is based on the uh, 2007 book by A.J. Jacobs, which was on the cover of our magazine back then, yeah. um, A Year of Living Biblically. And so they're going to do a sitcom about about that. Um, by literally as possible, in quotes, uh, we do mean literally as possible. This includes dressing, eating, talking, grooming, and socializing only as the Bible specifies. There's no word yet on a release date for the show. That book is actually uh, part of the story of how Matt became a Christian. Because he was like, he didn't grow up in a family of Christians and he started thinking about what he believed and all this stuff. And he just saw that book in an airport and like grabbed it and started reading it. And then this little old lady next to him like asked him what he was reading and started a conversation and she like shared the gospel with him. Ironically, that wow. cool? that's crazy. I, yeah. a, ironically, AJ Jacobs is a is is Jewish, and so yeah. it's funny that it, your I'm husband little, yeah, got it, converted to Christianity because of a conversation. I know, because of that I know, book. it's a cool. I'm a little story. nervous that the show is a comedy. Like I could see it, but is it going to be more of like? But a he's scathing? a humor. Did you? Are you familiar with the source material, Eddie? I'm sorry, I'm not. He, he's a, he's like an Esquire editor who's like a humorist yeah. too. Okay, so it already has a precedence of being kind of funny. Well, yeah, yeah. No, I wouldn't say haha funny. Uh, my concern is AJ. Jacobs is kind of like cultural, uh, I don't know, sociology where he's, he's trying to like, it's, it's intellectual, but it's a little bit of irony and a little bit of humor yeah. woven in. Uh, like for example, he did his most recent book, if I'm recalling, uh, basically talking about the fact that 
everybody's related to everybody. I mean, like like he, the DNA yeah. of it all and uh, the genealogy of it all. And so he uh, had the world's largest family reunion, had like 25,000 people show up, <laughs> that kind of a thing. So he does these like little like stunts to like illuminate like something. An, yeah, yeah, he's like an anthropological satirist. Yes, it's exactly Perfect. what he is. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a weird niche though. Like it's right. just him, He right? even did like a Tim Ferriss type of experiment where he went on like weird crash diets in a book about health. He's all about, yeah, the experimental element That's of... Neat. He's a great guy. He's he's written for us in the Me. magazine stuff. He's he's really great. Uh, what I'm terrified about is that Leonard's producing it. Right. Like anything associated yeah. with Big Bang Theory. That was the guy on Roseanne, be, right? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I've yeah, never yeah. seen Big yeah. Bang Theory. He's also in National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yeah, he's rusty. Oh no way! That's rusty. Yeah. In case yeah. you, missed it. <laughs> in case you missed it, 1987. In or case something. you missed it, this guy's been acting for quite a long time, <laughs> and you should probably know who he is. I'm not gonna lie; everyone like hates on that show, but I've caught clips of it like on airplanes and stuff, and I laugh. Is yeah. that like I don't hate on? It. I've just never seen it. Yeah, I, don't I know, like but it. a lot of people just think it's so bad. And I'm like, well, then why am I laughing when I see Here, it? Here's what will ruin it for you. YouTube uh, Big Bang Theory minus the laugh track <laughs> and <laughs> just see the actual show. Oh. It is the most unfunniest thing ever. It's like uh, Everybody Loves Raymond without the laugh track. It's yeah. so awkward. Yeah. So am Funny. I just like... I'm just like a polite laugher. Like I'm only laughing because I hear yes. a laugh track. You're laughing because of the laugh track. <gasps> Let me I, I sometimes don't even know what shows do and don't have. La- does Seinfeld have a laugh track? Yes, yes. it has a laugh yeah. track. Yeah. Seinfeld had a live audience though. Yeah. Okay. So it was a real laugh, but it might have been enhanced. We don't know. But like it was. But yeah, of course, there's a laugh track in certain moments. But I mean, Are there was sh- at least a live audience. But, but, but in the in the Office era. Yeah, you know, laugh tracks have have sort of come out of fashion, which I think has been a good thing for comedy. Because comedy I has agree. to be funny. Because yeah. the whole psychological thing of everybody's laughing, so therefore I'm smiling. Uh, you know, I think this is funny is over, and so like like the content and the acting has to actually be funny. And Big Bang is like this retro throwback to this crutch that you know archaic comedy models Money. yeah you know the first show that i can think of that worked the cost sitcom that worked without a laugh track uh. is probably the simpsons oh yeah oh. Like, and, and the simpsons has always been known for like the sharpest writing in comedy or at least in its prime the yeah. sharpest writing in comedy and i think a lot of that had to south do park with, no i would say it's south yeah. park no yeah i could be wrong about the simpsons things but the, the, but that's i i can't think of anything off the top of my head that predates the non-laugh track yeah that yeah. is very. But that was strange. a good guess, and I like how you affirmatively said it with authority, like you knew what you're talking mm-hmm. about. Yeah, um, and mm-hmm. made us believe you. I believe you. That you knew like what you're talking about. It's like yeah. you know what? You know, like, I jo- take it back. That's absolutely true. There's never been a comedy right. to not it's, have a laugh it's track. It's like when you're trying to get backstage somewhere, just act like you've been there before. Yeah. Act like you're supposed to be there, and they'll let you through. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. just speak with authority. First show without a laugh track, Mr. Belvedere. Next fact. <laughs> Keep moving on. <laughs> Mr. Belvedere was a good show. Benson. That and Benson and Webster was like Webster my, was amazing my mom would threaten me with being grounded off Webster oh. and it would snap me into shape that's not cool <laughs> yeah. you can't do that I have some information I just googled when are you googling first show without a laugh track the answer is dynasty okay yeah well I have they, they had a few like comedy dramas started doing it days and nights of Molly Dodd Hooperman and Doogie Hauser. I don't oh. think those are comedy Oh, but why would those have a laugh track? Those are like they're saying comedy dramas, but then the other ones that they list are yeah, all shows that are on now, like Thirty Rock, Arrested Development. Yeah, I'm trying Nine-Nine. to think of like sitcom formatted shows. Which L.A. Doogie Howser probably fits that. L.A. Law. Yeah. Ooh, L.A. Law. That's, Moonlighting. That's it. Does The Simpsons predate Doogie Howser? There's uh, no way to Simpsons know. Simpsons was 88, right? 80, Doogie Howser was 89. Do- so Simpsons wins. You're in, right. Inside Jesse. Herman's head. 
Was that? <laughs> can, can I say what I liked more than the laugh track, though? What? Was the other emotions Ooh. that they were capturing. But my, like when they saw like a sight gag getting ready to set up, like, uh, yeah, a character is carrying like a bunch of plates in his yeah, hand so uh, he can't see uh, that there's like, you uh, know, marbles uh, on the ground that uh, he's got to uh, fall on. Uh, and the audience is like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like that's the best, like the gas, oh, yeah, the audible gas. Yeah, we yeah. should really laugh track this show for yeah, this I show. Think I'm like, I think my mind's being blown right now because I want to go back and watch these old shows because, like, I feel like I'm just a copycat laugher, and I didn't even realize there were shows with the oh, because oh. I probably was doing it. Oh, oh yeah, he oh. knows me. Or, or, or like when there's like, um, you know, like the cute kid says something, and everyone in the audience goes, oh. Okay. Oh okay, yeah. Uh, here, here's. Uh, j- I'm gonna blow your mind okay. right now. Here's the Big Bang Theory with no laugh track. Oh no. Ah. Nothing makes beer taste better than cool, clear Rocky Mountain spring water. <laughs> Where are the Rocky Mountains anyway? Philadelphia. Really, I thought they were out west someplace. Think about it, Raj. Where did the movie Rocky take place? Philadelphia. Okay, now I get it. This is incredible. So this is the plan. From now on, we're just going to hide out in here to avoid the shamey. I'm very comfortable here. <laughs> Penny, dear, why don't you shoot another silver bullet my way? I think we need to start entertaining the possibility that the shamey could go on for years. Well, if that's the case, Penny will have to get satellite TV and maybe once a week want to vacuum through this place. This is all real time. I mean, these long ga- gaps are, Ugh. they're looking at each other and waiting for the laughter to die down, the fake laughter. If I was the actor, I'd be reading the script. I'm like, I'm just confused. Where are the jokes here? Yeah. yeah at what point is a funny thing said in this comedy? And, 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 and these long, awkward gaps that we're hearing is because of uproarious laughter that they've piped in. In defense, you played no clips of Sheldon, and he's the one that makes me laugh. Yeah. All right. Well, that'll do it for... In case you miss it, Dad, where's my sausage? Sausage! <laughs> it's Christmas time! Um, <laughs> we three sausages of Orion. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's see. Music coming out on Friday, November 6th. Bjork, with the two dots, is coming out with Volnikura Strings. Volnikura Strings. Perfect pronunciation. Mm, yeah. Flawless. Ooh. It, Ooh. No dots, no slashes. Say how many weird dots over no. random letters were there? No, none. <laughs> All English. The V is actually right. made out of all dots. It's yeah. very right. strange. But jorky. <laughs> Ellie Goulding is coming out with Delirium. I like her. Family yeah. Force 5 is still making music with Time Still Stands. There you oh. go. Little Mix is coming out with Get Weird. And Sarah Groves is coming out with Floodplain. Love her. A little too soon. Um, the, there's been a lot of floods. Uh, movie release is coming out the same day. The Peanuts movie is coming out. Uh, I don't know who the target audience for this is. The children today don't know what Peanuts is. They don't know what Snoopy is. Isn't that what they're trying to do? I think they're trying to not do what Muppets did. I think they're making a A new kids kids movie. movie. Reintroduce it to the new generation. But I don't know what child is like, oh, I can't wait to see the Snoopy movie. But but I will say, speaking of comedy pedigrees, it's being directed by Paul Feig, who has pretty good chops. I mean, he's got a good reputation when it comes to this. It's my favorite show of all time. Which is? I think Freaks and Geeks. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's the best. I only watched Freaks and Geeks for the first time in the last year, and it absolutely holds up. Oh, yeah. And he just did that movie Spy, uh, which was really funny. It was really funny. I was not looking forward to it, but it was really funny. But yeah. he's doing the Snoopy movie, which 
which gives me hope. That's true. Are you no la- go see it? No laugh tracks in movies. Right. And there never have been, right? No. No, that's because there's a live thing. audience. You're hearing the laugh track live. Yeah. But they have ha- they've ah. been figuring out for a long time how to make you laugh without telling you when to laugh. Right. right. Also coming out, Spectre. Uh, a cryptic message on Bond's past sends him out on a trail to uncover a sinister organization, James Bond. I probably will see that. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that'll do it for entertainment releases in case you missed it. And Joy's sausage update. Stay tuned. <laughs> Up next, <laughs> Slices. Listening to Justin Bieber. The song is Sorry. Oh, not sorry. He's killing it, man. Not sorry, sorry at all. Sorry, I love that guy. Sorry, not sorry. We played Justin Bieber. Sorry, we've been playing all the Justin Bieber songs that have come out. Too, this bad, year. He's, too bad he's amazing. <laughs> I know we're going to be made fun of when people are listening to the archives in 10 years, but right now it rules. <laughs> at the beginning of the podcast, you heard Rory with God's Whisper. I love that song. It was really cool. It's like Stomp. all the best songs go back to broadway (laughs) i love that bieber song it's like les mis i just felt myself when i was listening to that bieber song i was just like step ball change you know it reminded me a lot of blue man group yeah (laughs) throw me somebody throw a marshmallow in my mouth (laughs) anybody have a toilet paper cannon (laughs) all right okay it's time for slices what do you have jesse okay so a police department in northern california is doing something in response to some criticism, some national criticism about uh, uh, how police officers are treating suspects, but particularly concerns about police brutality. Uh, they're implementing a, a, a new manner of dealing with combative uh, suspects. They're going to give all of their officers nunchucks. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I mean, in a way, that's awesome. In a way, it's a super big okay, bummer. Okay, remind me my ninja paraphernalia. You got the thing that you put on your fingers. What okay. are those? Just do it by Ninja Turtle. The, 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 those are, you're thinking of Raphael's size. Okay, yeah. I never watched Ninja Turtles. What? So yeah, I don't know. Then you got the swords. I know what those are. Then you got the things that you throw. What are those? Throwing stars. Those are nunchucks. Nunchucks are the short sticks oh, yeah. with the chain. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, short sticks with the chain. The ones that the police department are using are, don't actually have chains. It's like uh, a, it's some just really, a stick. Yeah, it's some it's some hard rope between them. Oh, I see. And they have two carbon fiber sticks that they can swing around. Gracious. Sure. So, so it's like the 21st century Billy Stick yeah, what Billy is that? Club. How is that different than just a Billy Club? Yeah, you're well, right. Well, how they explained it is they've actually trained. Here's what they're, they're saying. They're actually training officers to not swing them around like you would see like Michelangelo, the Ninja Turtle do, to hit people with. That they can be used to subdue people by kind of wrapping up their wrist. Here's a statement from the police department. They said, uh, by implementing police nunchucks as a tool to more effectively arrest, control, and subdue non-compliant suspects, uh, the nunchucks can be deployed more compassionately to gain compliance from a suspect through oh. pain application. Oh. So I guess like twisting the wrist and the ropes as opposed to uh, 
you know, striking them with a baton. Uh, and here's their reasoning. In an era where the general public is extremely sensitive to police techniques and the use of uh, force issues, nunchucks offer another force option that may offset some of the more aggressive perceptions the public has about police interventions. That's what he said to NBC News. So literally, there's going to be what? a police department that is carrying around nunchucks trying to stop crime. I understand the humor in this, but also the PR spin on that pile of garbage is so ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Here's another like, way to, uh, uh, I'm like, how many ways do you, I mean, like, there's tasers, and there's billy clubs, and there's just punching a guy, and then there's, you like, there's a but, lot. But to, the, to, 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 to their credit a little bit, Eddie, I think that's what they're trying to do, is something that isn't going to inflict lasting damage, like a taser or a baton strike. But how is that different than if they're saying, oh, it's not to like hit people, it's to subdue them or like put the, put around their wrists? Like, how is that different than handcuffs? Are they not allowed to put someone in handcuffs? No, until- they can put someone in handcuffs. But I think in the act of trying to stop someone who may be acting violently. And again, this is from a video demonstration I've seen. I don't think they're actually in action yet of showing someone on the street, uh, an officer on the street trying to st- stop someone from fighting or whatever. But the idea is that they could use these as a, as a way to like wrap up their arms in, in, a, in a way that's not going to, you know, and like I said, inflict some sort of life-threatening injury to the person and that they can get handcuffs on them. Uh, so my question for you, Jesse, is after you heard this news, have you applied for the police academy? Oh, yeah, and I volunteered to show them techniques. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you are. I mean, I fashioned numerous nunchucks uh, myself throughout my life, so I'm, I'm pretty much an expert. Yeah. I feel like there's a theme because, like, a couple weeks ago, you were uh, showing us about the, the ninja uh, political party. Remember? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they have all the answers. There's a, it's the Jesse file. There's yeah. just another story that just one day when Jesse freaks out and he's not on the show, yeah. you just know if there's a guy running around in a ninja costume. Him and his neighbor, Joe. His yeah, yeah. It's just... Yeah, I, I, obviously, p- police violence in the country is a real serious problem that, that there's a lot of underlying issues that need to be addressed. But it is interesting that so uh, a, a department is taking kind of a weird step to counter perception and and try to do something at least about you know how they physically encounter suspects. Yeah, Eddie, you're you're skeptical. Uh, I mean, I I guess maybe I don't understand enough about combat techniques, and I don't understand as That's much the as. Prop <laughs> I think I think that may be where I fall short. Where I fall short in this story, it feels like nunchucks are just like another really good way to hit a person with a hard uh, kind of piece yeah, of object. thing. Yeah, it feels like we got enough of those, yeah, right? Yeah. Like we already have pretty much figured out how to hit a person with a hard object. Yeah, and we have like pepper spray and stuff, but you know, it is they're the only police department that I know of that are using nunchucks as an alternative <laughs> means as, as opposed to like a baton. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do you have, Joy? Okay, well, I actually, what, where did you say in the country? Jesse, that this police department's trying these out? Northern California. Okay, because they might need to move to Edmond, Oklahoma. Wow, Um, nice broadcasting technique. Thank you, thank you. Over to you. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Actually, first, you know, I'm starting out with questions. I will ask all of you, I mean, because I think we all worship differently in church. Mm -hmm. Um, What kind of churches do you guys go to? Like, do people raise their hands? Do they, you know, yell things out? Snakes. Uh, Lots of snakes. We all move towards one of our many gods that are around (laughs) the walls and find one. I just sit and quake and then I get really aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I hustle people. You just run really fast to the front and throw money in the plate. (laughs) I usually just um, skip church and go to SeaWorld. 
<laughs> Sorry, Joy. I were, I'll, I'll answer your question because it's. I, I feel like I've, we wreck your slice every week. I am at a church that is very uh, contemplative. So you can kind of stand up, sit down, do whatever, but there's not a lot of directive stuff there. So a lot of people are just sitting and listening and some people are singing. So I go to kind of a thoughtful, introspective church. That's where I go. I just stand and listen. A lot of other people sing. There's no clapping, really. Mm-mm, no hands up. <laughs> no yeah. hands up. No clapping. Which you don't realize, Jeremiah is on the worship team, and he just stands there and listens. Yeah. yeah. I don't, my, I don't even have an instrument. I just stand on stage. Right. If my hands go above my waist, I feel like in some way uh, I have uh, dishonored my family. I don't feel comfortable <laughs> right. with that. Yeah. Um, I, I prefer going to churches that have some manner of like laugh track or something to tell me how I should be <laughs> reacting. Yeah, yeah. Right. Very prescriptive. Like, yeah. whoa. <laughs> um, okay, well, because what happened to me this week, I'm a little conflicted about, and it kind of ties into my slice, but basically in church, this guy um, comes in and sit, and I have a, we have a pretty large sanctuary. It holds like 1,500 people. And he comes down, and he's super tall. He's probably like 6'5", comes down to the very front with his dog, and oh sits down on the floor and then proceeds during the, the whole service to be stretching and moving and kind Love of almost doing like him. yoga. Love him. And then he gets up. And you're still marrying him? Hi, <laughs> Well done. Back, back to row four. <laughs> you, give yourself a laugh track on that one. That was good. Well done, Jeremiah. I like that that's the podcast reward. Give yeah. yourself a laugh track. Go ahead. Go ahead. Insert one in there. Go ahead. A nice, good laugh. <laughs> I'll follow. Yeah. So anyways, then he like gets up with like 20 minutes left right in front of the pulpit where the pastor's preaching and, and leaves with his dog. And I, I was like so frustrated with him i was like he can do that he can do his yoga in the back like he's just trying to get attention like all this stuff and i realized later like what was interesting in my own like reflection is that like he looked he was a hipster like he had a big mustache he had all these tattoos he had suspenders we know and i was so annoyed with him and i was like but if he was a homeless person I felt like I would have been like, oh, that's great that he's here. And I would have been more exciting. But because he was like my like kind, I wanted to like. Or if you were at like a rescue shelter, this would have made sense. Yeah. But contextually, nothing was working. I, yeah, I felt like I was like judgmental of my own kind. But anyways, what I did not. What kind of dog t- was it? This is going to matter. Oh, it was a big dog. It was like a pit bull or something. She said big dog. Oh, I'm sorry. I missed that. Well, that helps a little bit. But keep going. It wasn't like, a, I mean, he was total, total Portland hipster. Anyways. But I was annoyed with him, but I did not taser him. And this week in Edmond, Oklahoma, a woman was playing her tambourine way too loud in church, and they eventually tasered her. Whoa, no <laughs> way. Who is they? Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the, like the ushers? <laughs> no. They. No. Um, basically, like they were saying that no, she, she, they said Vicky Sue Bearsdorfer apparently went too far. Vicky Sue. Vicky is Sue. The worst. Vicky, Vicky Sue. Sue. She was just playing that tambourine and they asked her just to play it a little bit quieter and she just kept playing it and playing it. And so then, like, an off duty, you know, officer like escorted her out, but she kept making a rus- ruckus and finally. Joyful noise is what she called it. <laughs> Joyful <laughs> noise. They tasered her. Here's, I mean, I feel 
feel like that's beyond the nunchucks. Yeah, here's the risk when you when you when you cross the line and become a tambourine person. You think you're going to be able to control it, but no. what they don't realize, no. the rhythm's going to get you. The tambourine yeah. takes and over. you can't. Yeah, I mean, you are just a vessel for the tambourine at that yeah. point. They're saying right. tone it down. Yeah. The, the rhythm got her. She can't. She yeah. can't tone it down. Yeah, right. the ring wears you. Yeah, like at that you. Point. <laughs> you pick up the tambourine <laughs> and you're going. Yeah. 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 Oh man, where was <laughs> Tiffany for that reference? Yeah, she would have loved that joke. Oh man, Joy, yeah. was she? Uh, was she tambourining just during songs or was he like trying to preach and she's now that's interesting oh because she's like doing tambourine accentuation to the uh, yeah. sermon is what you're saying yeah right you know it doesn't say it just says she went too far let's just assume it's to- during music right it's during yeah. music yeah. so so you're saying they went up to her and said hey Susie Q uh, can you keep it down a little bit and she said no I'm making a joyful noise to the Lord is Susie what she Q, said. Susie Q, you're distracting everybody. Can you please tone it down? Right. I'm going to tambourine. And she then, at that point, wanted to prove to you how spiritual she is. So right, she's right. going to be tambourine and just a little bit harder, just a little bit louder. Praise him. So you know what? I don't have any tolerance for this. Zap. I have a, That's you know, how You know what would have defused that situation? Nunchucks. <laughs> yeah, I know. So a little subtle nunchuck wrap to her calf, the back of her calf. Yeah. yeah. Just a little... Just a warning lick. Nobody yeah. really saw it. She'd Nobody. be like, Whoop. well, guess what? She's more concerned about what's going on underneath the pew. Nobody gets hurt. Than, than tambourine. And it's right. the police equivalent of a mosquito bite. Just a little. But it was it was a taser and pepper spray. And oh. they said they were forced to do it. And I'm like, really? Really? Like it was that bad that you, you had no other option? I have two questions. One. Yeah. One. Did the tambourine like have one of those lambskins on one side that you can kind of like? No, no, that, no, 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 no. That's amateur hour tambourine. These are the half moon crescent or crescent moon tambourines yeah, nowadays. Yeah, 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 come on. Right, right. Or the star tambourine, the child star oh, tambourine yeah. that I saw Kevin Max play during his solo show <laughs> for the entire solo show. <laughs> his solo house show. Yeah. His so- well, yeah, you know, his <laughs> please solo- tell me the show was just him and a tambourine and his voice. <laughs> no, no, it was almost that. And he did a lot of songs with just him, a lot of Christmas songs, actually, with just him and a tambourine and his voice. Was it about venison and sauce? It was all about that. It was all just a small children's choir singing number about two. Little My number two question: What uh, denomination was this church? All. I'm going to say uh, inter Pentecostal it holiness. Just said it was called Victory Church, which sounds Pentecostal to me. Yeah, Victory Church in where we got to we Edmond, Oklahoma. Edmond, Oklahoma. Oh, you so, can't have a tambourine in Middle America. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the Bible Belt. Of course you can. That's where tambourines <laughs> were invented. Ninety-eight percent of tambourine sales are Bible Belt towns. Yeah, yeah but those have the little skin damp. No, they don't. No, they have. Yeah. It's no, a cross tambourine. tambourines are crescents. It is a... It is a <laughs> Everyone knows that, Jeremiah. We've talked about this. <laughs> I grew up in the Assemblies of God. <laughs> Trust me. They're oh, all crescents. Okay, so you, yeah. have tam- yeah, yeah. you have tambourine experience. Oh, I have much tambourine experience. Yeah. I went to a church, uh, not my church, but I've been to churches where they would not have uh, accoutrements for you as you would come in you could uh, so if the spirit would strike there would be flags in the back you could grab sure oh. there would be tambourines there in the corner you could oh, grab oh your there life just, oh yeah, yeah just in case a anybody big, needs any of this stuff egg shakers yeah egg, oh yeah yeah big box of snakes you needed webster <laughs> you needed some touch needed with reality that. terrarium yeah <laughs> terrarium <laughs> oh funny <laughs> oh wow oh, man. Okay. well so somebody needs to just call the uh, Edmond, Oakland, Oklahoma uh, Sheriff Department and tell them about the nunchuck option. Well, you know what? She's going to be the star of our next episode of Outlaw Hero. All right. What do you have, Eddie? Okay. Just a little little bit of good news. Nothing edgy. uh, Nothing about uh, police brutality or uh, off-duty police brutality. Right. Any of that kind of stuff. I want to talk about holiday season 
is approaching. By the time we're listening to this, it's already basically November. Sure. Which I think is insane. Yeah, this is the day before Halloween. Uh, Halloween will be tomorrow, and then Sunday, yeah. the Lord's Day, is mm. uh, the first of November. I got my tambourines ready. All the Coffolds kids. Go, if you go double advent calendar, you can bust that thing out this week. Oh, yeah. Oh, double advent calendar? <laughs> you, Every, you know I do. Oh, you do. You got one at Costco. A lot of sausage. Yeah. <laughs> one sausage, one cheese. It's actually, you have to catch up from last February when it started to just eat all that sausage. <laughs> Is this is it just me because I'm new to the whole advent calendar thing? But the last couple of years I've done it for Cohen. But like when I when I open it, when I set it back out, I always have to. I realize I left candy in it from the year before. Yeah, yeah. So you have to like sweep it. Is that just me or is that like I an mean is that a common sweep. problem? You yeah. have to do an advent sweep and then yeah. and you got to do the sniff test. And if it's not too bad, you might pop it in the mouth. Of course you will. <laughs> okay. Of course, because you right. went out of town for a day or two. Yeah. Certainly at some point, and you you know you're just opening windows and you're doing the best you can. <laughs> Plus, you know what my problem is with an advent calendar. I never know the day or date. Ever, I don't know the date right now. I don't know what no, day it is. But, but Eddie, you know that you just go and order, right? Like yeah, but like if, around, they're not just random you, days. Like yeah. if you start, on, you start at the beginning. No, and you do it every uh-uh. morning. Now this is a question: Do you start at one or do you start at twenty-five? No, you start at one. You end on the twenty-fifth. Or is it a countdown? <laughs> no, it's not a countdown. I've always treated it as a countdown. No, the the big door, the biggest door, is twenty-five because that's Christmas Day. No, see, all of our doors are the same on ours. So I uh, usually start on twenty-five, and I'm like twenty-four days. I got a big double door. No, any three days. What? It's a big double door on twenty-five. The so sensor very of it clear. is twenty-five. Very clear. Now that's so, interesting, so, Eddie. When someone asks you the date. Did you tell them how many days to the end of the month, or do you tell them the day that it is on the calendar? <laughs> everyone uses only in December. Do I tell them how many days? What's the date? Seventeen days till Christmas. That's what I know. Seventeen more sleeps until Santa Claus. Woo! Um, so, on some really positive holiday news, you know, we're getting close and getting ready for. Black Friday and all these things, and there's been a bunch of stories in the news about a bunch of stores are closing. And actually, I read this on uh, Relevant this week. Great website, you should check it out. It's Enjoy. really it's pretty good. Basically, only website I go to that uh, we cover a lot of sausage news. <laughs> REI is doing a great thing. They're not just like REI, the Portland lifestyle store. Yes, that's all over the country now, yeah. and mm-hmm. I love it. I love REI. It's, they are not asking me to say recreation this. equipment Inc. Yes. In case people didn't know yes. what it was. They are not sponsoring Out, me. Outdoors and sporting goods. They changed their name in 1993 from Hippies R Us. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that place. Okay. So REI is amazing. And they, you know, a lot of stores will like try to get a, a jump on Black Friday and open up on like like Thanksgiving at like yeah. 10 p.m. And it, yeah. it's just like yeah. basically Black Friday is just spanning uh, somehow like three days. Black week. They have said no more. So they're not only closed all day Thanksgiving. REI, you're saying. REI is closed all day Thanksgiving, which is a great statement. They are also closing all of their stores, 143 of their stores across the country, closing on Black Friday. And they're saying, no, don't go shopping. Go outside. They have a hashtag that they've even come up with that is, hold on, let me look at it. Opt oh, yeah. outside. Opt outside. That's right. And they're in, I'm listening. How do they think that people get to their stores? By staying indoors? People get to their stores by going outside, by staying closed, the people have no incentive to go outside, and so they stay in their houses. Well, I think, that's why they, they've launched a website with hiking trails near you. Yes. So you that's can... Great. Jesse, you're really helping me out. This they, is great. They thought so, through it. Yeah. So they're not just saying, get outside, but we're going to help you get outside. We are going to push back we, against we the consumerism. We will come to your house. We'll get you out of bed. 
<laughs> right. We'll make we sure will you're burn dressed. your house down. <laughs> right. We will burn it down <laughs> yeah. so you cannot have any choice. We'll smoke you out. <laughs> but to camp outside tonight in the smoldering ashes of your dream home. <laughs> and you will, <laughs> we'll provide you with a tent and two sleeping bags. <laughs> yeah, that you will be charged for. <laughs> but I do love this. Yeah. And I understand people want to shop on Good Friday and it's exciting. But I, Black I, Friday. I, Black I love Friday. Black Friday. Good Friday is a day of remembrance. I shop on Good Friday <laughs> in, in order to honor the life of our Lord and Savior. <laughs> Some people, though, on Black Friday, <laughs> whoops, uh, like, you know, I understand it. I'm I, not yeah, judging it, but I people like to shop on Black Friday. I think they just like saving money, and it just so happens that that's the day that they can. No, I think some people have like a weird family yeah. tradition and like love doing it. Well, because it. of the savings. I'm saying yeah. if it was normal store prices, there would be no tradition. Yeah, but, but, I think but that's true. in the age of the internet, is there any Black Friday sales really? Well, that's I the mean, question. can't you just do a price match or something? Like, you know what I mean? Something I did not know and I did not have an answer to. Or maybe you know this, Jesse. Uh, you know I can't be bothered to read all of the information. Just enough to get me through the slice. The will will the website be open? So the REI website will be open. Yeah, yeah, I don't think they're closing down. Digit- like if you were to buy, so I don't know if you do like same day shipping. But if you were to go to R- the REI website and 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 purchase something, I don't think anything's preventing you. And that's actually been one sort of minor criticism of the campaign is that a lot of REI customers, just by nature of the types of products they sell, mm-hmm. people that have disposable income that can spend it on very expensive outdoors equipment, tend to be more affluent and aren't really all that compelled by Black Friday sales anyway. Mm-hmm. Like their their customer base isn't the type to you know get really excited about saving 10 percent on a kayak they yeah. i mean although we're saying how wonderful they are and they have such great intentions the reality is is they are a for-profit business with shareholders and they calculated that the lost revenue of this one day uh far, was far less than the positive free publicity and marketing that they would get by doing this stunt they know what they're doing and we just fell victim to it i i well, I, I, well but, but they they're actually they're actually a co-op like they, they have like a different kind of business model where like employees, uh, like it's it's co-owned by employees. Right? Oh, like I'm a member, so I'm in theory I own one one billionth of the company. Really? Yeah. Yeah. They just sent me a letter in the mail, and they're like, "Hey, just a heads up, you have twenty nine sixty seven uh, in dividends to spend. It'll expire before the end of the year, and we really want you to." Not lose out on that, and not not to say that it's a for profit business, but I don't think they actually have like I, it does it's, operate a little it's bit. It's not differently. motivated but, by the same. Factors. But to your point, yeah. they are smart and they they're very they good at marketing. But my yeah. hope with this is that it does kind of push back. I, I don't really care about Black Friday. I think it's fine, but I do hope that it kind of reverses the trends of stores opening earlier and earlier on Thanksgiving. Like I hope that it becomes cool to just either be closed or just regularly open on Friday and you know we can be all we can all be with our family. And more importantly, like those employees aren't forced to work cuz we always have a choice to go or not. I just feel bad for like the Best Buy checkout person that is scheduled and doesn't have a choice so they lose I, their job. I do too, but I've also read that some of the some of the employees that will like have to go into work at like eight o'clock on Thanksgiving night to get ready also prefer it because they get like time and a half. That's interesting. But isn't that then like... I'm ju- I know I'm playing a little bit of no, devil's I know, advocate. I know. But, I, but they, for, with everything, they're sort of, especially in a free market, There's a du- it's yeah. a double-edged sword to everything. Yeah, you they're know? not volunteering. They're getting double wage for those hours. Well, yeah. I, I'm going to just uh, do a little plug for an organization I'm doing some work with called Advent Conspiracy. Uh, Google that. And they've got some great we've, we've new videos them, and We've, we've resources. had them on our show talking yeah. about Advent great. Conspiracy. Well, check it out. Can I give one other quick Black Friday anecdote? No. The There is a guy in Orlando right now that just started camping out <laughs> yeah. for black for black friday at a best buy 
Yeah. Bummer. He's he's going for 33 days. He's setting the new world record, but he said that he's doing it to help raise awareness uh, and uh, hopefully raise money. He's raising, and, a, raising awareness about Bluetooth speakers. Just gonna, yeah, gonna, yeah I, I, evidently, there's a really good deal. Everyone needs to know. He's going to buy a wireless mouse. <laughs> for, yeah, for thing. Black Friday only. But I guess he it's supporting a charity. He's asking people to, to, to kind of motivate him to, to, to do it by supporting a charity that helps local um, homeless children. But there's a wrinkle to his endeavor here. He's only going to eat and drink things that people come and physically donate him and the only bathroom he can use during the whole 33 days is the one in the store that's only open during store hours. Oh, man. Bummer. So it's going to smell real bad outside the back of Best Buy. I'm just saying, it's a daunting challenge. He's <laughs> he's making it harder than it has to be. Just living in a Best Buy parking lot for a month is hard enough. Like, yeah. he didn't need to add all these self-stipulations to it. Yeah, I'm everybody would have been like, just put up your little sign. You get a half hour. You can go potty. Go to a Red Lobster. You come on back. <laughs> right? Like, nobody would have cared. Like, three days in, at, you know, is it like three in the morning and someone gave him a bottle of water and now he's just thinking, like, man, I really wish hey. that I wouldn't have put the thing about the bathroom in the room. Can we go find this guy and talk to him? I he's mean, how hard is it? He's yeah. in our hometown. Yeah, he's in Orlando. Yeah, he's, he's at some Best like, Buy in Orlando. There's like 14 Best Buys. Yeah. We could figure it out. We could just... You don't even have to schedule the interview. You just drive over there. He's going to be sitting he's there. Gonna be there. there. He's going to be there. He's got time. We, we can barter uh, like vanilla wafers for a conversation. Yeah, yeah. We'll bring him, We'll bring in some <laughs> little hungry. snackies. I'll bring him a catheter and call it a day. Hi. A diaper would work as well, but oh, if you wanted to... How bad do you want this interview? Yeah. I got adult diapers. I got a catheter. Which one? He, and he's just like, I said I would do the interview when you emailed me on my phone. Stop pinching me. Get off. Why me. do you? Why do you keep insisting on putting my hand in warm water and laughing? Like, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pee. I just peed. Quit playing the Big Bang Theory reruns. Yeah, we got it. All right, that'll do it for slices. Stay tuned. Up next, Craig Gross Shell. You're listening to the Dunwells. The song is Hey Now. Hey Now, Hey Now. Almost like somebody poked you on the side. Like, hey, hey, now. <laughs> this week's feature interview is brought to you by Squarespace. Uh, Squarespace is my favorite way to build a website. And that's for real. They didn't pay me to say that. It really is my favorite way to build a website. It's beautiful. It's quick and easy to use. Uh, you, can get, you can build a website, portfolio, or online store. Sites look professionally designed regardless of your skill level. And there's no coding required. It, uh, Squarespace has state-of-the-art technology powering the sites uh, to ensure security and stability, and it's trusted by millions of people and some of the most respected brands in the world. Plans start at just 8 bucks a month, and you get a free domain if you sign up for a year. 
You can start your free trial site today with no credit card required at squarespace.com. That's a fun way to do it. You get in there, you start mm-hmm. kicking the tires, building stuff, moving things around, changing and it fonts. Will look good no matter what. It, this is, it'll it's look good. really hard to make it look bad. <laughs> you had to try. And then when you decide to sign up, when you say, "Man, I like this. I want to. I want to sign up. I want to. I want my site to go Which live to the world." You will. When you decide to sign up, make sure to use the offer code Relevant to get ten percent off your first purchase. Squarespace, build it beautiful. Craig Rochelle is the senior pastor and founder of Life Church, one of the country's largest churches. It has 24 locations and 70,000 in weekly attendance. Wow. That's unreal. Amazing. Craig is the author of nine previous books because he has a lot of time on his hands. One for each campus, right. (laughs) Uh, Including the New York Times bestseller, Fight, Winning the Battles That Matter Most. He's just written a new book called Struggles, which is about uh, following Christ in the era of selfie-centered living. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. uh, a timely book, I would say. Yeah, definitely. Our very own Dargan Thompson recently spoke to him. Here is Craig Rochelle. What made you want to write this book? Well, I wrote the book Hashtag Struggles, um, Following Jesus in a Selfie-Centered World, because of my own personal struggles with uh, social media and technology, which a lot of people are kind of almost shocked that someone who's a part of a church that you know really does love and leverage technology, that you know, I'd write this book. You know, our church was blessed to create the Uversion Bible app, and so we obviously are... are we love technology, but I'd have to say I have a love-hate relationship with it as well. The story behind the book, Dargan, is that my wife Amy was that I love with all my heart. She really was kind of, for I would say honestly, years trying to lovingly tell me that I was always on my phone, always on my phone. Mm-hmm. And I tried to rationalize it out. It, it really hit me like a ton of bricks when we had all of our family over for a holiday meal. We had grandparents, cousins, little kids and such. And afterwards, we were all gathered together in a room, and I was looking at my phone, checking on something, and when I looked up, every person in the room, from 77-year-old grandma down to a seven-year-old kid, every person was looking at their devices. And it just, I felt frozen in my tracks. I just thought, what in the world is happening to us? This is the most important people in my world. They're all together in one room, and we're all looking at our stupid devices. And so... I really decided I'm, I'm going to start with me and get control of this. And what's embarrassing to say is I really couldn't. I was almost like an alcoholic trying to quit drinking alcohol, and I couldn't do it. I just continued to go to my devices nonstop. So I went on a quest to learn how to really overcome that and, and um, thankfully have. And I started studying just with a passion you know, what are the benefits of social media and technology? They're all around us. We all see them. We all enjoy them. But I started to really study some of the unintended negative consequences and how um, social media and technology is actually changing relationships for the worse. And so the, the book is really about, you know, how do we put technology in its place? We don't want to throw it out because it's, it's here to stay. It's so helpful in, in so many ways. But at the same time, I refuse to be mastered by it. And I want to help people find that same freedom. How do you think we kind of guard against those negative aspects of technology? Well, I, I think we first have to, it's, it's really interesting to start to recognize what some of the negative aspects are. And, you know, I could, I could talk for hours about what I've learned, um, everything from, you know, what it does to our hearts. We often feel dissatisfied. We 
We see what everybody else is doing. We feel left out. We feel lonely. We feel discontentment. Um, we feel like we're not as popular. We start to we start to receive um, validation and get our identity from who follows us or how many likes we got. And when you disconnect from that, it seems so silly. But when you're living in that world every single day, that you know that's that's how, that's who I am. That's what you know. I need to post something so somebody can like it. And <laughs> and so we need to start with identifying and and really acknowledging this is something that's that's a real issue for me. And then once we do, I've got a lot of practical steps. Just kind of what we do, how we manage it, and and how we how we can continue to to let it be a blessing, but keep it from being a curse. What are some of the things you've found most helpful in your quest to kind of quench your <laughs> technology addiction? Yeah, well, I'll give you the I'll give you the one big one. I've got you know probably ten or fifteen ideas that I think can be really helpful. But if you press me to give you one big one, what I would say is, and I've done this with several hundred people and kind of documented the results. Is, is I would recommend if you find yourself in some sort of a dysfunctional relationship with technology. And I think many of us have that, but we don't know it, especially especially the younger generation, because it's native to that generation. It's all they've ever known. And so they don't know what it can be like to not be um, connected. So if we recognize it's a problem, what I, what I recommend is starting with a three-day technology fast. Um, if, you know, if you have to use it for work, use it for work or whatever. But it can be just as simple as a three-day social media fast. And so I've done this with hundreds of people and had them kind of document what happens. What's really, really interesting, Dargan, is the majority of the people I'm working with cannot do it because their default is they, they just pick up the phone and start scrolling and they're like, oh my gosh, I didn't even mean to do that. I didn't, I didn't realize I was doing it. Within Sometimes within the first hour or two, they're already looking because that's simply what they do. So yeah. over time, once they once they really stop doing it for just 72 hours, the first day's hard, the second day's kind of awkward, the third day, most of them start saying, you know, all of a sudden I was engaging with people and I, I started reading my Bible and I'm, you know, wrote a note to somebody and I went over to a friend's house and, and all of a sudden when they're detoxing from the constant click, click, scroll, scroll, they're re-engaging in face-to-face relationships. Then what I do, if you can do a three-day, at some point I would encourage you to do a seven-day fast. I do about six of these a year and the reason I do them is because I need them. What it does is it forces me to see that no one's out there depending on something that I post. No one's freaking out. <laughs> I I still have friendships. My kids, you know, and when I'm, when I'm forcing myself to detox from the, the constant online activity, suddenly I'm engaging in a deeper and more meaningful way with the people around me. And then after seven days, I can re-enter the social media world with my mind reset. My identity is not based on how many people are following me or who's following me or whatever, not based on how many likes I get. My mind has kind of been reset and I go back into it with a little purer mindset. If I'm in it too long, honestly, I get sucked into it again. And so that's why about six times a year, I unplug from that for a week at a time. And it really, it helps to, it helps to cleanse my soul from needing that. And it, it gives me a better perspective on what's most important. When people- 
people read this book, what do you kind of hope their big takeaway, like what do you hope they leave thinking about and feeling? Well, I hope they're optimistic and, and I don't want to write a book that's anti-technology because that's, that's not my heart, but I, I really do hope that there, there's kind of an awakening to realize, and, and I am seeing a little bit of this dark and I, I, I'm even curious if, if you are as well, especially even in the younger generation because they've been, they're native to social media and technology, whereas my age, we're kind of, you know, we're, we were maybe a little slower into it. There, there's almost a little bit of pushback saying, you know what, I don't want to feel pressure to post right now. And I'm kind of tired of trying to keep up with, with eight different things. And I actually kind of rather just have coffee with you and just sit here and talk rather than look at my phone all the time. So I, I feel like there's, at least in a small percentage of people, a longing for something a little more real, a little more authentic. And I think that's such a good thing. Um, so I just I just hope that there are people that, like me, wake up and realize, if I don't do something different, I'm gonna wake up and the people that I love, or my, my children are gonna be grown. And it doesn't matter if I have X number of followers on Twitter or, or a few more. What matters is I, I connect with my kids. It doesn't matter if I get, you know, 150 likes or 100, 100 likes on the picture I posted if I'm walking past a person in my office that really needs me to show them some love. And so we're, we're not going to throw away, you know, social media or, and technology. But at the same time, let, please, please, for the sake of following God, do not let it distract you from more meaningful things that are around you all the time. And so I hope it's a wake-up call for people, and it, 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 I'm finding it already is in a great way, um, that there are so many blessings we can enjoy with it, but we will not be mastered by it. That was Craig Grossell. You can find out more at craigrochellebooks.com and connect with him on Twitter at Craig Rochelle. Stay tuned up next. Uh, we tell you kind of an inside look at a very um, different issue yeah. of Relevant that just came out. Really interesting. Stay tuned. Listening to a band that's in the new issue of Relevant, Junior Junior. The song is James Dean. A little thematic tie in there because this section we're welcoming in uh, the editorial team. Welcome, guys. Say hi. Hi. <laughs> this is our editorial director, Aaron Hambury. Hello. And our associate editor, Dargan Thompson. Hey. And uh, Jesse's still with us. I'm here. And yeah. we, we kicked out uh, Eddie and Joy. So, but Jeremiah's still here. Uh, yeah. Improvement. Yeah, I snuck back in. <laughs> 
Um, just got a lot younger in here. <laughs> oh, snap. Wow. It's true. It's getting personal right out of the gate. A couple of 20-something whippersnappers over here. Yeah. <laughs> the new issue of Relevant is out now. It's uh, the November-December issue and has a pretty hard-hitting cover where we talk about an issue that is incredibly important. Yep. A lot of times, you know, our magazine sits at the intersection of faith and culture. And obviously, you know, we feel that God is relevant to all aspects of life, not just Sunday, but God's relevant to culture and how we engage culture, how we uh, live uh, our, out our lives, our careers, our relationships. And that's why we covered this wide spectrum of content. Mm-hmm. God is relevant to these areas. So let's talk about that. And, you know, our brand, we don't take things too seriously. I mean, I don't think people would think that this podcast is one of the more more substantially, you know, hard-hitting. I disagree. Substant- okay. I disagree. Uh, but, you know, we don't take this too seriously, <laughs> but every once in a while, uh, we do. And this issue is absolutely one of those things where an issue uh, comes across our our table where we just go, we got to stop everything and deal with this. We got we to gotta talk about this. And on the cover of this issue is Boko Haram. And what's happening to especially Christians in northern Nigeria, our eyes were opened when we found out that Boko Haram is actually slaughtering more Christians right now than ISIS. And uh, why isn't anybody talking about this? So we said, uh, well, we're not going to let that happen any longer. And we put it on our cover. Right. So absolutely. And and I think the most important and impactful part of our stories were uh, the amount of access we got uh, to people who are on the ground to some pastors, particularly to victims of Boko Haram. And that was the really, um, the writer spent a lot of time there. I mean, he spent a lot of time there has a lot of contacts on the ground and the stories he heard, the people he saw, uh, were truly unbelievable people who are, uh, absolutely and literally being maimed for naming the name of Christ. And, and, and what I learned reading the story was that it's not, I mean, it's, I mean, it is deliberate that like Boko Haram is going around to villages, to schools, to homes and saying, you know, like either, you know, pledge your loyalty to Muslim extremism or, you know, or die and that they are taking and capturing women. Obviously, the Save Our Girls hashtag campaign that happened, you know, a while back was this, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's still happening. It's way worse than I think the world realizes. Right. Absolutely. And And they're targeting Christians. Targeting Christians. And then there's things that are just layered on top of it. So girls being captured and then being forced to marry their captors who might be the same people who killed family members. Well, Cameron, I think, you know, your introduction to, you know, this topic and this piece and why it's on our cover is part of an interesting element of the story too, where last summer during the Bring Back Our Girls campaign, where 200 some schoolgirls were kidnapped and abducted from a school and and have most of them never been heard from since it, it was a big story but since then it's sort of faded in the media landscape when you have some of these more sensational videos coming out of ISIS but what's going on in northern Nigeria is no less terrible and the the, the victims are are facing unimaginable persecution and a lot of those stories are going untold I would say uniquely I mean I get not to in any way uh, lighten the atrocities of what ISIS is doing ISIS is killing Muslims and Christians equally. They're just barbarians across the board. What Boko Haram is doing is specifically a religious purging of Christianity from Nigeria, which is a Christian nation. Nigeria is very, very Christian. And so what we're seeing about church persecution being targeted violently and unconscionably is uh, unprecedented, Uh, really, at least in our generation. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And the realities in Nigeria are 
extremely complex, including some Christians who are unwilling to help out because of their allegiance to what we know as the prosperity gospel. Yeah. And so Southern, there's all yeah, kinds of Southern, things going on. Nigeria is almost two Nigerias. Southern mm-hmm. Nigeria is but more first world, the prosperity gospel. There's a lot of preachers that are, well, I mean, like Bentleys yeah. and, and Plains. And some Both of the, it, when you see the world listings of the most uh, wealthy uh, uh, pastors in the world, uh, Nigerian pastors are several spots in that top 10, which is shocking uh, for a country that has so much poverty. But um, yeah, so the Southern Nigerian Christian church is almost, almost turning its back on the Northern Nigerian Christian church because it's a very different style of church. It's un believable what's happening there. Here's the deal. Nobody wants to watch the Suzanne Struthers kids with the flies on them commercials late at night. We get it. You want to flip the channel. You want to look away. Every once in a while, there's something that you can't be ignorant about. You have to engage this thing. And we could slap one of the awesome bands in this issue on the cover and and just kind of slide this in there. Or we could lead out with it. And it's, from a marketing perspective, stupid that we put them on our cover, put this on our cover. It really is. Because people don't want to be challenged. They don't want to hear sad stories. But this isn't necessarily a sad story. It's a sobering story. It's an unbelievable reality. But we can do something about this. And so there's action steps in there. There's things that, that a difference can be made. And, and awareness, like Eddie talked about last week with slavery, awareness and prayer is a big part of it. And we got to be talking about this. Uh, the plight of the Christians in Northern Nigeria is just, I mean, the world has kind of turned their backs on them. It's just unbelievable what's going on. Anyway, there's a lot more in the issue. Mm-hmm. That obviously is the most prominent, uh, but there is a whole lot more in the issue. The kind of the normal mix of relevant coverage is still in the issue. So if you don't like reading the hard stuff, there's still a lot of light stuff too. Light, so. Lightly important things. <laughs> more more easy read. More right. pool time read. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Easy, yeah. So, <laughs> things that you won't be in a fetal position crying after you read it, you know. Um, anyway, uh, Dargan, did anything st- stand out in this issue for you? Um, well, I was going to say we had a lot of great music coverage yeah. um, that I really enjoyed reading. <laughs> like if, Junior Junior, who we just heard. Yeah, which I was going to say, I really liked reading that. When, I, when I'm when i editing an article, I like to listen to the band, and I was very pleasantly surprised. I'd never listened to them. They're, they're cool and they're great. indie, and it's way more poppy than you would have probably thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Like, they were a little bit more like... Uh, intentional indie before and now they're going hey let's just write some great songs and yeah. they're one of those bands that you'll be watching TV and like a Taco Bell commercial come on and be like dude that's a Junior Junior song yeah, yeah. 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 they've survived a name change which is it's hard to do yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just having metric in there of Monsters and Men um, which I've monst- heard before yeah but. Monsters and Men they have a new album though right and it's more of you know they're the, one of the hey bands you know and uh, that's yeah. over so how are they reinventing themselves and uh, they they did a good job ensuring on this album. In fact, here's a clip of, uh, of Monsters and Men's new album. We also talked about Metric, which was also a really great album that came out this year. Yeah, Metric is one of those bands that, yeah, they've been around for a while, but they are, when you talk to a band and you say, hey, what are you listening to? It's always, a band like Metric is always in the conversation. Like, not only do they have like an appeal to people who like good music, but they're like a musician's 
band too. Yeah. Like they're one of those bands that whose influence, once you start listening to their uh, catalog, particularly the new album, you can see how influential they've been in indie rock for a long time. And Jesse, you wrote a piece this issue. I did. I had a lot of fun getting to write about how not to talk about uh, or how to talk about politics and lose friends. So uh, <laughs> a topic that I'm well acquainted with. And that's why I feel like my expertise was tapped for this. You basically uh, just went through all the people I've blocked on Twitter and Facebook and just <laughs> pulled from yeah, their so, feeds. Yeah. So we're in we're in the midst of political season. And as anyone who's ventured into the uh, the, the wilds of social media, this time of year during a presidential debate, you'll see that it's really easy to, to cause arguments and to unintentionally offend people by talking about politics. So in, instead of just beating around the bush and doing it intentionally, we decided, let's tackle this thing head on. If you want to lose friends, here are some steps to do. Um, because it is a pretty sensitive world out there when it comes to talking politics. Um, but I hopefully for readers, uh, they, it's a way to engage the topic and have a little bit of fun with it, uh, but look at things that you can actually avoid uh, so that you, you're not isolating people who think differently than you uh, during the political season. Can you give us an example? Yeah, so <laughs> one of my favorites is, uh, you see this a lot, passively, aggressively sharing links on social media. I think, so, that's, a, I think that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, because you, you can say something without actually saying it. You can just literally put just saying i'm gonna leave this here and then leave your headline that you know informs people that rick perry failed a second grade common core spelling test or whatever it is like I, that didn't actually happen that's just one of the many many uh uh one-liners that are in the piece uh there's, a, there's many lines so so some of you may be listening and going but what about the christians where are the christians in your magazine uh here they are louis giglio is in the magazine he mm-hmm. wrote a piece for us uh he he uh uh, talks about this unbelievably vulnerable time in his life where he bottomed out. He yep. kind of had a breakdown. Yeah, like full-on uh, full nervous breakdown. Thought it was a heart. Like, thought it was an extended heart attack. Yep. Ended up being like an anxiety, anxiety disorder, and still affects him today. Uh, and he talks incredibly openly about that, and then kind of coming back from that, and how applying that to us. How you know, kind of no matter what we go through, God, God you know, can help us out or through any of these situations we face. And also Rich Wilkerson Jr. is in is in the magazine. Who's Rich Wilkerson Jr.? Some of you might say. Some of you might say, of course I know Rich. Okay. Uh, he's of this new brat pack, kind of, with Judas Smith, Carl Lentz, Rich Wilkerson Jr. These guys. You don't really mean that, do you, Cameron? Are they real brats? <laughs> no. Some of the nicest guys. No, actually, they're incredibly nice guys. And uh, God's given a lot of favor and, and whatever, and, and they're kind of blowing up right now. Rich has a new book out who had a very famous cover artist. Yeah. That's right. That's right. The the artist who designed the cover of Rich's new book called Sandcastle Kings was none other than Kanye West. That's right. Oh. And uh, uh, Rich is known as uh, Kanye's pastor. He's mm. the one who married him and yeah, Kim. He officiated the Kardashian and, and, and he has West a, wedding. a new reality show coming out on the all-new Oxygen coming out in December. Um, it's a reality show that follows the story of him and his wife, uh, Don Cherie, uh, launching a church in Miami. Um, so it's really interesting. And that's all happening in the next uh, few weeks, I guess, or December 6th, I think you it know, debuts. Rich in, rich in faith, I think it's it, it, called. Isn't it cool to have people like publicly represent faith like on tv shows that you're actually like man this is a really cool individual that is in line with i would say this i know judah smith i know carl lentz 
I vouch for those guys, their character. I mean, say what you will about their uh, style of teaching or worship or whatever, you know, um, uh, but as people, they're rock solid. And I would put Absolutely Rich right in that category. Aaron, you were on the phone with him a lot. Yeah, and, and I think I would be one of those people who, if I just saw the trailer or... Um you know, an advertisement for a new reality show about a pastor, I would think, oh, come Roll on. Your like, eyes. Who is this yeah, person going to be? Us, yeah. But yeah, I spent some time um, on the phone with Rich, kind of hearing his heart about the show, his heart about the book, his heart about his relationship with Kanye and um, some other celeb- celebrities he's able to influence. And he's just a solid guy. And and, and the next day you came in kind of dressed like Rich Wilkerson. I did. I dressed <laughs> like him. Well, at home I was dressed like Kanye. <laughs> but we ran out of khaki clothes. Yeah, I was like, all khaki. And so, yeah, it's funny. Um, yeah, khaki baggy sweatshirt. I, I was like, am I the only one noticing he's wearing really ill-fitting khaki all of a sudden it's like canvas just sackcloth and ashes or something and that that sweater that he wore cost nine hundred dollars yep i tried spray painting like all of our tablecloths khaki and just putting them on top of skinny jeans but it didn't yeah it didn't i looked terrible yeah and i biked to work and it got caught and it was a whole thing the whole thing um the deal is that rich rich is the real deal and 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 at his core he's He's a pastor, you know, he, he has a congregation and he teaches the Bible and he tries to lead people to grow in Christ. And he's been giving, been given a significant platform. And, and for that, I think, uh, to a large extent, he needs our encouragement and support. Yeah, absolutely. Also, uh, in the drop, we have uh, Shepherd. They have a huge song. Huge. Um, so they're kind of bigger than the drop, but anyway. Uh, Laney, uh, one of our favorite new bands, uh, is is in it. Jay Givens has a great new hip hop album on Humble Beast. John Foreman, who just did the stunt of tw- 25 shows in 24 hours last week, he's releasing a series of EPs right now. He talks to us. Uh, Reject Apathy, we have a number of great pieces. Maker, which is for leadership and innovation. We talked to the guys who founded. Tegu Toys, they're like how they almost lost everything and kind of came back from that. Just really interesting. Um, we have our, our you know, curated uh, recommendations of music and movies and books and digital media. It's a packed issue. There's a lot Absolutely. going on and uh, it turned out great. I'm really excited about it. Yeah, it's a good issue. Yeah, it really is. If you do say so yourself, Mr. <laughs> Editorial Director. I think it was... We edited the heck out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we did. Um, okay. If you want to get it, it's out now. It's available in the app stores. Uh, it's also available on select newsstands nationwide. If you want to subscribe, it's only a buck a month. You get the paper edition. You get instant access to the digital edition. You get access to all the archives on the website and premium content. It's well worth a dollar a month, I hope. I think you like it. Yeah. Guys, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks. It's yeah. a ton of fun. Awesome job. Stay tuned. Up next, feedback. Tell me how you plan on getting swole if you don't ever get up. Hold up. They say, Andy, this ain't music for your car. If they jump a ship now, nah, they was never on board. I got enemies, man, they want to see me on the floor. I got frenemies, couldn't even tell you who they are. If you're not driven by the mission, you'll be driven by the cars. Focused on what you beginning, more to becoming who you are. I tried to point them to the sun, but why they calling me a star? Who would have thought we set their minds free with these bars, huh? Mm.
My own people own people, but they don't own that. They say racism dead, man, our president is black. Two terms in a White House, that don't mean jack. If we still believe our president ain't affected by our past. First class with a coach bag, I forgot. When you start eating, you lose your hunger, then grow fat. I apologize for Christians with pickets, saying God hates fags. I promise Jesus wouldn't act like that. He said it's hard for a rich man to get to heaven when we feel like we don't need God. Then we forget him, we tell him that if you don't make me money, or make me happy. Then I ain't making time for you, so make it snappy. And I think lately you've mistaken me for a cabbie, cause this drive that I got put everybody in the back seat. So if you wanna live a comfortable life, make sure you never love nobody. Be selfish and never sacrifice. You're listening to Andy Minio. The song is Uncomfortable, uh, which is featured in the new issue of Relevant. That album is awesome. It's hard-hitting hip-hop. Yeah, hits really hard. If you're at the gym, you're trying to get to that... You trying know, to get swole. Trying to get that uh, that that last point two of yeah. your run. Uh-huh. You best you you better blast some minio. Better blast some minio or throw on Phil Collins and call it a day. Ooh yeah. 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 You just hit the shower. <laughs> or wrecking ball. Ooh, wrecking ball. A song you can do everything to. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's been a great point. <laughs> yeah. All right. It's time for your feedback. Last week we got talking about restaurant experiences. And I shared a experience that I had in person of a lady who was filling out her takeout uh, salad container at Jason's Deli. And when she got to the end of the line, she ran out of room in her little styrofoam takeout thing, but she wanted some sweet treats. She took a, took a finger and stuck it in the pudding and licked it off her finger, stuck it in again. No. Licked, licked it off again, stuck it in again. Worst. And stood there because she thought nobody was looking because the restaurant wasn't very full. And after about what seemed like five minutes, one of the other customers went up and told her off and then went and got the manager because she kept doing it. Um, so that grossed everybody out. And we thought, we want to hear your grossest restaurant experiences. So you guys hit us up on the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. You also hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast. Here are a few of our quote-unquote favorite replies. I like this one from Scott. He said, it's not a gross story per se, but it is. it does fit the topic. He said, a f- quite a few years ago, he went to a McDonald's. I, I think he was in Florida. And every time he went, he was shortchanged 20 cents. So weird. <laughs> Interesting. I wonder. Wonder where he could have been. Uh, Todd Epps, <laughs> this is this is terrible. Worked at a Pizza Hut in high school, and they were closing up one night, and they pulled the uh, the oven tray that catches all the crumbs and oh. grease from the pizza. Oh, like there's a conveyor belt, yeah. uh, that that all this junk you know kind of runs into, and they found what he calls a special surprise. They're surrounded by crumbs and burnt pepperonis. Oh, oh no, no, was no. a charred little mouse baked onto the tray. Oh. Oh. He said it was right after the movie Ratatouille. Dewey came out. <laughs> so they all came to the conclusion that the poor little guy was led astray and thought he could cook in the Pizza Hut kitchen as well. Oh, no. What a tragedy. That's so sad. And very disgusting. That's the worst. Kristen Lee Williams said that she worked at Burger King for two years in high school. And one summer it was super hot and the air conditioning air conditioner wasn't working um and the broiler area in the back was always super hot and the burger line was just an oven so she was standing in front waiting for a customer's whopper to be ready and she watched the girl in the back standing over an open whopper with sweat dripping down her face no and the sweat dropped off of her chin right onto the burger then she closed the burger wrapped it up and brought it over to me and I gave it to the customer. Oh, she's an accomplice. Oh, she's an accomplice. She's 
Oh, there's a special place. Brandon uh, said, I was ra- I was eating at a popular restaurant chain. <laughs> Let's call it TGI Thursdays. <laughs> and my fettuccine Alfredo came out with a black hair buried within the noodles. I immediately asked the waitress for a new dish, but she insisted she could fix it. She bent over and pulled the hair out with her fingers. She rubbed the fingers on her jeans and said, see, wasn't that easy? Can you oh, like, isn't that the worst? That is the worst. <laughs> because you know if you send it back, that's all they're doing anyway. But at least right. you have the peace of mind that, hey, they took it to the kitchen. This is Thanks. probably a new fettuccine Alfredo. Half of being at a restaurant is lying to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's all clean. No one's spitting in my food. Everything's great. Yeah, everything is sanitary. Kimberly right. Bonner uh, me said won't me at a pizza place, she watched a kid lick the top of the Parmesan cheese shaker over and over while his parents weren't looking. Oh. <laughs> I, I, it's gross for two reasons. Humanity One, is other people are going to use that too. Who who licks Parmesan cheese? A kid. They're not <laughs> but better. I'm just saying, like, it's not like it's not like a lollipop. It's, it's yeah, that's Parmesan like a child cheese. with a very refined palate. <laughs> right, right after they eat a big like, summer sausage. Where's Joy? <laughs> Oh, she's up in her room just nibbling on those summer Just sausage. licking some Parmesan. Emily <laughs> said when she worked at the, at the Old Country Buffet, which, which by the way, in and of itself. anytime I go into an all-you-can-eat buffet, the temperature is always like three degrees too warm to be comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like everyone kind of has like a sweat glaze in there, which isn't... isn't including the food. <laughs> including yeah. the food. And this, yeah. and this isn't going to surprise anyone. Uh, but when I was younger and we could choose where we wanted to go to eat on of our birthday, course. Old Country Buffet was my go-to. <laughs> second second place, Hickory Farms kiosk in the mall. Yeah, that was where <laughs> we went for dessert. Your poor dad is like, Joy, you are 16 years old. <laughs> Seriously, Dad, this is my birthday. <laughs> uh, uh, this is this one is ter- like, I have I a hard time like reading this without being grossed out. It was very difficult. The person slicing the ham Cut her hell, cut herself, oh, and gosh. started bleeding. Oh, oh God. <laughs> I can take it off. he took his headphones off. I cannot out. do this one. I've read it, and it's awful. The manager wiped off the knife and continued cutting the same ham with it. Oh. <laughs> oh. Is it, is it to done? The, to the credit of the manager at Old Country Buffet, maybe the logic was, you know, they'll just give some extra iron for the... Right. There's blood in this yeah. meat anyway. Yeah, yeah, right? exactly. Right. right. Uh, all right. That'll do it for last week's feedback. There's a lot more gross stories if you want to go check them out. It's time for this week's... Editorial question of the week. If you remember back in, in case you missed it, we brought the news that uh, Jimmy Fallon's got a ride coming out. And uh, it's an innovative 8D experience, according <laughs> to him, um, coming to Universal Studios. It got us thinking about rides. It's kind of formulaic. You got yeah. your superhero rides and you got your couple movie friends franchises let's think out of the box here jimmy's, I mean, jimmy's a real person he's not a character broken the mold broke the mold let's break the mold wide open that's yeah. what we're saying let's get crazy we want we want to know your best ideas for theme park rides that need to exist we want to know your best ideas for theme park rides. I'd like one to be based around me. Please. And again, I'm saying theme <laughs> park rides, not right. amusement park rides. Here's amusement- my idea. Just a room full of sausage. <laughs> I just walk around and eat it. <laughs> um, and so, yeah. Um, and now, again, we're not talking amusement park rides, which are more like just like thrill rides. We're talking no, no, no. theme park rides. Theme park. Which are themed experiences. Mm-hmm. So hit us up on uh, the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. Uh, also hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast and let us know your ideas for theme park rides that need to exist. This is going to be a fun one. Yeah, I will. I will ride. If any of them get made, I will ride it. I'll be the first one. That is <laughs> my vow. Solemn to theme vow park to ride you. Developers out there, right? <laughs> you make one of these, I'll ride it. Okay. 
Many thanks to Bright Peak Financial for sponsoring the show. Remember to take their 14-day Simple Living Challenge and receive two weeks of practical daily activities that help you cut down on life's clutter. It's a great way to discover what really matters to you. Visit brightpeakfinancial.com slash simple living to get started. And also thanks to Squarespace for sponsoring the show. Remember to start your free trial site today with no credit card required at squarespace.com. And when you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure to use the offer code relevant to get 10% off your purchase. Thanks to Craig Rochelle for talking to us. Remember his new book just came out this week. It's worth checking out. I saw uh, Carl Lentz Instagram about it, which was ironic that it was being promoted via Instagram. It's about (laughs) selfie culture. (laughs) So meta. Yeah, so meta. Um, It's called Struggles. Uh, You can find out more at craigrochellebooks.com. Cool. Uh, Remember to get the new issue of the magazine. Uh, It's shipping now. If you subscribe today, you'll still get it. It's on newsstands nationwide. If you're a digital person, it's in the app store and the Google Play store. I don't know if it's appropriate to say about the new one but it's the best cover i've ever seen like i i mean i it it's like hard to see but it really draws me in it's been very um yeah it's it's been compelling i guess is probably the right word for it yeah thanks it's awesome cool Uh, i have nothing to do with it so i can just compliment away and not look cocky (laughs) great job myself (laughs) well done (laughs) that's our staff meeting every monday yeah Yeah. basically what we just we did it we engaged culture (laughs) again (laughs) let's get back to it what a good magazine (laughs) uh you can subscribe at rollmagazine.com you get the digital access to get the paper edition and all access to the premium content the magazine archives back to day one it's only a buck a month i think you'll like it uh and remember to subscribe to our youtube channel uh the hillsong worship videos from last week's performance are up they are phenomenal Mm -hmm. our live show a bunch of extras are there youtube.com slash relevant uh, you can also find it on relevant.tv. And uh, that'll do it for this week's it's show. It's beginning to look a lot like we're talking. Everywhere you turn. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm, I'm Eddie Koffeltz. I'm Jeremiah Dunlap. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Joy Egrich. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Connect with us on Twitter, at Relevant Podcast, and get bonus material from this episode and more at the podcast section on relevantmagazine.com. And don't forget to check the magazine out. It's available on newsstands and at the iTunes App Store, or you can subscribe online at relevantmagazine.com slash subscribe. It's all in magazines. It's in Can I go to a kiosk in the mall and buy non-refrigerated meat, please?